Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 40. Today, we are talking to uh, participants of the Canton Fair experience that were uh, recently at the Canton Fair. I'm going to sit back and relax and listen to the show. Amy's going to take the reins today because um, I have not yet been able to attend, but I am really excited to hear about it. So uh, Amy, take it away. Thank you, Andy. So uh, yeah, we just got back from China and um, as part of our the Canton Fair Experience program. And so I'm sure you guys have heard about it before. I know I've talked about it on the show before um, and I've done a recap before. But uh, we just wanted to, this time we wanted to do something a little different. Last time uh, when I came back from China, I came back and, and um, talked to, um, to Andy about the trip and all of that. And I kind of recapped it for you guys. Uh, and then we had, we had like Lee Ron Hirschkorn on. He talked about the Canton Fair a little bit and, um, and stuff like that. But this time I wanted to actually invite some of our participants that came along with us to China and took our Canton Fair Experience private label course prior to going to China um, to just tell you about their experience and, um, and ask them some questions about sourcing from China. And that way you're not just listening to boring, boring old me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you get to hear some some other people's experiences because all of these folks are at different parts uh, points in their business journey, um, and they some of them have been to China before, um, some of them have not. So I think it would just I thought it would be so great just to have them on the show um, to ask some questions about sourcing from China and get their opinions. And also just to reminisce and talk about our trip. It was such a wonderful thing. And for those of you who are um, wanting to go to China in the future, uh, right now our, uh, we have early bird pricing for our trip. So it is $2,600 off on the cantonfairexperience.com. So um, definitely take advantage of that early bird pricing. If you're listening to the show today, or I know a lot of people have already said, like, I'm going with you in April. I know it. So, um, you know, if, if you're, this is a friendly reminder for that to take advantage of our early bird pricing. So anyway, without further ado, it's so great to have everybody here. Um, and well, not everyone could make it, of course, because we have folks from all over the world. And so it's early in the morning in Australia and uh, late at night in other places. And so we're just um, getting a few participants here and we're just so glad. And then others have sent me their answers via email. So I'll be able to kind of represent them. Uh, so we're just going to kind of do a roundtable, if you will, and uh, take take our our turns here answering some of these fun questions and then of our listener audience the um the folks that are here listening that are here every week listening uh or even new to the show feel free to ask your questions in chat uh as we're going if you have a specific question that that myself uh <laughs> mr selikoff here or one of our participants can answer for you so without further ado Let's ask our first question. Why do you think it's important to source products in person? So, you know, we can source from Alibaba and we can do that all day long. And it looks like Evelyn wants to answer this question. Evelyn, why do you think it's important? You came with us in the Canton Fair Experience, you took our course. Why do you think it's important to source products in person from China? Okay. 
the first thing is our, our first product took us a year to source over the internet through Alibaba. The second product, when we got to China, we were only there two days. It took us one day to get a product and have it sent back with the uh, samples and stuff. I mean, they haven't sent the sample, but everything is there in one day. Imagine what we could have done if we just stayed there the whole two weeks. Yeah, so unfortunately, um, Evelyn and Willie had a little um, family emergency, if you will, and had to leave a little early. And, and we, we were so bummed and they'll be coming back with us in April to finish their sourcing adventure, right? But, um, but they got so much done just in the first couple of days that they were there. So Evelyn's explaining, you know, it took her a year to source her product on Alibaba and she was able in one day to get it done. And, you know, how was it for you seeing the products in person and being able to talk to that supplier, um, to the supplier of that? Uh, how was that for you in comparison? Oh, that is totally different. Was it? Was oh, yeah. I mean, there's no comparison to that. You, I mean, you sit here, we're 13 hours difference from China. So you're sitting up all night trying to talk to someone. Um, there, there's no comparison to it. When you're sitting there talking to someone and they have your product there that you need and they show you the difference in what you can do, it, there's no comparison whatsoever. You have to go to China to do this. <laughs> you waste so much money and time when right. you get back here and try to talk to someone on Alibaba. It, it's no comparison. Thank you for adding that. Does anyone else want to take this question? I know for me, um, and I'll, I'll wait, one of you guys, if you want to take the question, you can go ahead and unmute yourself and, and get started. I know um, the biggest thing that, that we see is when I first walked into the Canton Fair uh, for the very first time, I was just like, wow, there is so much here. There's so much potential. There's so much to see. I mean, over 60,000 booths of suppliers and products. Uh, and just being able to touch that product and feel it in your hands and look at the different possibilities and then discuss that with the supplier. And I think the big thing too is being able to vet that supplier in person. So, you know, when you're emailing them, you don't really know who you're talking to, but you can ask them when you're there in person for pictures of their factory. You can ask them to go visit the factory. You can make a factory visit, all of those things. And you can really kind of pick and choose between suppliers. And I remember walking through uh, the fair with Kevin on uh, during phase one and how many, Kevin, how many lighting suppliers did we see that were giving away this, that were selling the exact same thing? You had so many choices between suppliers that you could really dig down and vet and go after that supplier that you really could, you know, that was the, really the right fit for you. <laughs> was that a question? Yeah, I mean, did you know? Did you notice that um, when you were going through the fair? Like you, you, you pointed out to me. You said there's so many that are selling the exact or that are offering this exact same products. It really lets me kind yeah. of shop them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that some were more competent. Some were trading companies. Of course, Stephen taught us how to identify a trading company as well. Um, right. Which is really useful. Don't waste our time. But you know, there are certain use cases where we might want to use a use trading company. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about that? What would be a use case when you would want to use a trading company or someone might want to use a trading company? Um, 
for me personally, I have no need for it. I don't think <laughs> that I would, but um, in the event that, well, I think that there are some circumstances where they can actually negotiate better pricing for the supplier. So you need to experiment with it. <clears throat> um, what, are, what other reasons that I would use them? I know They're sometimes the examples that I give is that if you are adding on a product to like, maybe you're bundling something, right? Yeah. And you're able, and you're not making a unique product. You don't care if, <laughs> if you're, you're just adding a rubber ducky to, you know, your, your, your bath pillow, custom bath pillow or something. Well, you don't care if you're sourcing that rubber ducky from a trading company. Um, because you're yeah. just, if you, they're making, giving the right price and, and, you know, you're not doing anything unique with them, it's, it's probably fine. Yeah. So we talk about unique products, right? And like specifically electronic products. I want to get into the nitty gritty tech specs details with the supplier, with the actual factory, not through a trading company another year go through and play a game of what they call telephone. So in my perspective case or my specific case, I want my unique products to be built for me and with the factory directly unique pro yeah yeah definitely that's and that's another way to tell whether it's a trading company or a factory and even that's another pro tip for you guys if you're sourcing on alibaba if you start talking about um changing up the products and that supplier starts freaking out like they they act like they they don't know what you're talking about or they start kind of just like Oh, I don't know. I don't think we can help you. There's a big chance that they are a trading company because what they, if they're a factory, they're going to be able to answer your question right away. They know what their capabilities are. If they're a trading company, most likely they have to reach out to that factory to find out the answer to your question. And so a lot of times that can happen. And I don't know, um, uh, Stephen, if you want to add to that, um, but you, you real, go ahead. Real fast, three great points about why you want to be sourcing in China. And I saw everyone in our group and everyone that, that's on the screen right now do this. Number one, um, they compare supplier to supplier and I've seen every one of them look at a supplier, look at the booth and then move on. And that's very subtle, but that's something you cannot easily do if you're sourcing via Alibaba or something like that. The second is the touch and the feel. And again, I've seen everyone here pick up the product, look at it, look at the shape, feel textures on fabrics and stuff like that. And that's something you cannot do um, on Alibaba or so on. And the third is to choose who they are communicating with. Um, they're able to choose, are they communicating with the boss at a certain level? Are they communicating just with the sales rep as they're making their decisions? All three, very easy to do, just naturally part of the interaction. And it's something that is very difficult and why it takes as Evelyn said, up, up to a year. And then your other question about uh, sometimes you want a trading company, sometimes you want stock. Um, I've got a friend that's building a really unique, exciting product that uses artificial flowers. And it, it doesn't have to have artificial flowers that are being custom made just for her. Artificial flowers that are stock from a trading company are perfect because what she's doing with them is the unique product. So there is an opportunity where you want stock. And even in that case, the Canton Fair is an incredible opportunity because there were easily over a hundred booths that had artificial flowers, trees, and leaves, and other things that go into it. 
And if she had been at the Canton Fair, her life would be so much easier because she could walk through and, and choose them. Definitely. Thank you, Stephen, for wrapping that question up for us. So uh, the second question I have for everybody is what did you learn about Chinese suppliers from this trip? So maybe you had some preconceived uh, notions about Chinese suppliers based on um, your, your uh, talking on Alibaba or something like that. But did you learn something about Chinese suppliers taking this trip? And if so, what was it? And I know for me, uh, I learned that uh, there's wonderful people behind a lot of these factories. So, you know, I really just, I enjoy the relationships that I have with um, my Chinese suppliers, even folks that I didn't place orders with. I still went back and visited them at the Canton Fair. And, um, you know, we just spent some time together and talked and we still talk on WeChat and um, and they're just some beautiful, wonderful people. And uh, we had some wonderful factory visits with, with, um, with various suppliers and uh, spent some time with them and it, it was a cool experience. So Darren, did you want to add to this? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, look, I think we all know that the Chinese um, work, they're very hard work, very hard working people. You know, as we found out, a lot of them work six days a week they have living quarters where they work at their factories and, um, you know, the respect that, you know, in comparison to where we are in Australia, how they want to work, their work ethics are, are, are fantastic. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's great to actually, you know, with them, you can, they appreciate any business that you can, that, that you can put their way. Um, and once you have their trust, um, you know, they, they want to work with you, in many different ways to to make your product work or any changes or whatever. So yeah, that yeah, that just um, yeah, I, I found them very friendly people. I found it was interesting to see. Um, I had a preconceived notion that the Chinese suppliers were sort of like uh, what's the word robotic, meaning they don't really have like an intelligent brain. They just do what they're told, and that's it. But in fact, after negotiating with them and, you know, after this, you sit down with them with the ex and have a team of engineers sometimes and they can help you innovate if you have the ideas. So that was, is my speaker working? It's saying it's not working. Um, it's just breaking up a little bit. Okay, sorry. That's Anyways, I learned that the, uh, you know, if you sit down with the supplier and really build a relationship, there is a lot of benefit that they can provide to the relationship and um, they are intelligent people in many cases. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, Kevin, you're breaking up a little bit, um, but uh, that last part, it came through a little bit, a little bit more clearly. So um, yeah, so what Kevin was trying to say, I think that we, we missed a little bit of was he was trying to say that, you know, he, he, learned that um, a lot of these suppliers are more intelligent and more uh, creative and, um, and really can bring something to the table when you're trying to innovate your products. And, um, you know, a lot of them have designers and, and really great um, intuition. So, um, you know, he kind of learned that about his suppliers. 
So awesome. Um, and does anyone else want to answer this question about what they learned about um, Chinese suppliers? I know um, Lou, she sent me her answers and she said uh, that she learned that dealing with suppliers is always easier face-to-face. -face. They place importance on building relationships and they sense more authentically about you if you are there and also visiting their factory. So that was a really great addition uh, by Lou, one of our participants. Because really, you know, I, I know we had participants that already had long-standing relationships with their suppliers that they had never visited before. And then after they went and actually visited their suppliers, they were able to negotiate prices down. They were able to change things um, because the uh, suppliers in China really place an importance on that relationship. So a really great input from Lou. All right, so the next question that I have for you guys is give us and give our listeners your number one negotiation tip. So in the Canton Fair Experience course and during our trip to China, we really focus on negotiation because number one, it's Steven's specialty. And number two, it's the most important aspect to your business in terms of profitability and scalability. We want you to build profitable, scalable businesses. And that means you need to be able to negotiate the right prices on your products or walk away. So you have a lot uh, riding on your ability to negotiate the right prices for your products. And we're happy to report all of our participants are always able to get at least 7x on their products. Um, from their suppliers with what we teach them. So I would love for each um, of you to, or some of you to give your input here. Tell our listeners, what is a negotiation tip you have for them when trying to negotiate the right uh, prices from their suppliers? Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. You go. <laughs> um, my number one tip that I got was stay silent. Stay um, silent. Wait. Wait. Don't yeah. don't always jump back in. And and sometimes being silent is the best thing you can do. That's a good one. Thank you, Megan. What about you, Darren? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, we've got a lot of tips in regards to negotiation, but um, I think one of the main ones I found, and which actually got a good reaction from the supplier. And it wasn't something we talked about straight away, but when it did come down to um, talking about the, the price and really getting to the nitty gritty negotiation on price wise. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I'm just trying to think what I was gonna say then. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the thing was that in the end of it, you wanna um, explain to them that we, we want the best price. Um, you know, I'm, we're a wholesaler, whatever. We want the best price. Um, but we want a good price that, that we're happy with, uh, that our supplier's happy with, and that our retail customer is gonna be happy with. And once you explain that to them, that, that we're not trying to negotiate them down where they're not gonna make any money. We want them to make money, we want them to be happy, we wanna be happy, we want our customers to be happy. And once you explain that to them, that their actual expression on their face um, sort of told you a story in their self where they're, they're, they're glad that I'm trying to work that way and not trying to rip them off. Yeah, I found that really good, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people really took that away from Stephen's tips on negotiation as far as mm -hmm. like, hey, we're not just trying to rip them off, right? We're not yeah. just trying to get the most rock bottom price. We're trying to work together with them so that 
we can be happy, they can be happy, we all make money, right? Um, and then of course our customers have to be happy or we're not gonna, have, we're not gonna be in business for very long, right? Sure. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a really good, a really good tip everybody. Um, yeah. And it works very well in China. What about you, Sonia? Yeah. Um, yes, thank you. One, one of the um, great takeaways that I had um, was when you go into the booth and you are talking about price and they give you a price, but you kind of just sit back a little bit and just say to them, well, I'm actually looking at this price point here and you give them two figures, a lower end and a higher end, like a price range. And then they try really hard to work with you to fit into that price range. And sometimes you may not get there, but they come very close within that price range I found. So I found that was a really good tip. Ah, so using the price that, range. That's right. We did that together, Amy, in the booth. Yes, sometimes. Yeah. And I think Kevin was the one who was who kind of added this. We we're doing our, our little kind of group networking get together. Kevin was doing one of his and he actually wrote the price range on their net notebook, right? Um, and so we kind of did that with them as well. We would write our price range on their notebook and then they could just look at it, right? And, and kind of yeah. work at it. All right, anyone else tips for negotiation that helped you? I think at the Canton Fair specifically, can you guys hear me better now? Yes, yes, okay. thank you. So there's so, much, there's so much of a difference between walking up to a booth, handing them your card, what's the price of this? Okay, cool, thanks. Versus, hey, um, what's the price on this? Okay, cool, let's sit down and, and really figure it out. And it's so funny at Canton Fair, some of the booths, the bigger companies, they actually have like an elevated VIP negotiation table because for that specific reason, there's people that go there and they're making big orders. All of a sudden they have a staff on hand to come wait on you and give you water and stuff as you're negotiating for the real deals versus just some, you know, a little kid off the street to sell it on Amazon or something, which is sort of exaggeration, but I think you guys get the point. Right. So to actually um, take your time and sit down and talk about it, because when you are just walking into a booth and asking for the price, and we saw so many people do that, right? They just came in and sometimes they wouldn't even have a car, a name card or anything. They would just walk into the booth. Yeah. What's the price on that? Oh, okay. Can I have your card or your catalog? And they would walk out where you guys, you were trained to ask all the questions. So when you start talking about, okay, well, let's start talking about quantities. Let's start talking about what makes up this price. Let's sit down together um, and talk about this. And then the suppliers immediately know, they immediately take you seriously. And they, you know, as Kevin said, they have those, they have a place in each booth um, for you to sit down and, and, and do a deal. And, and that's what we did every single time that we were serious about it. Sometimes we would walk in and, and we'd kind of look at something and, uh, and we gave our participants uh, cues on what they should do when they were ready to talk and who they should be talking to um, and how that they, they should have that conversation. But some really good tips on negotiation. It's all about the relationship. Um, and so maybe give a price range, be silent. Don't feel like you have to fill in every moment with words. And then Darren mentioned, uh, you know, you want to remind them that you're here to do business. You're here for them to be happy, you to be happy, and, um, and for the customer to be happy. You're here to work together, and that's really gonna make a difference in your pricing. So great tips, you guys, that was awesome. Um, all right, 
here is, I know you guys are going to have a lot to say about this factory visits, right? So when we go with the Canton Fair experience, we take you guys to factories before you even step in the Canton Fair, because we think it's so important for you to feel confident in going to your factories, checking them out, having the conversations, communicating your concept, and the real negotiation happens there, right? The real deals happen there. So, um, and so many of you had the confidence to go and visit your factories. Um, and you'd never done that before. And we were just so absolutely proud of you for that, uh, for taking that on. And, um, and so tell everybody, um, tell our listeners, why should they visit their factory? What did you take away from visiting your own factories? And what did you, uh, why do you think, why would you encourage someone to actually not just go to a booth at the Canton Fair, uh, but actually go and visit the factory? Darren, did you want to add? Yep. Um, oh, look, it's probably, yeah, it probably is one of the most important things. Um, it, uh, yeah, obviously they, they're going to ask you to come and see the factory. And once they ask that, well, you know, then you're not dealing with the trading company to start with. Um, and then once you're there, um, you're going to be, uh, be able to have a really good look at, you know, what care is taken, you know, in their actual factory, you know, is everything stacked nicely? You know, is their warehouse side of it all neat and tidy? You know, how friendly are the staff, how many staff they got, well, how do they react when you walk in? And, um, yeah, I think that side of it's just mind blowing. And, and, you know, I visited a couple of factories while I was there and, yeah, you know, and two of them were just chalk and cheese. You know, one was very old-fashioned factory. Um, yeah, nothing too high-tech at all, but do a great product. Um, things were a little untidy, things just stacked everywhere. But then we went to another one where very, very professional, you know, machines doing everything. Um, they really care for their staff and, and stuff like that. And when you're actually walking around with the boss of a factory um, and their staff are happy to see the boss and the boss is interacting with them and, you know you've got a good factory, you know, if, if they're running it that way. So, yeah, I, I, I probably found that one of the best things, actually. It was great. Yeah, I hey, bring up a really good point where you're talking about you visited two factories and for the same product, and one was really, um, was just okay, and then you visited that other one and you were like, yes, this mm, is mm, awesome. Yeah. And you're both, able to both, actually both, speak. Yeah, yeah both, both did fantastic products, but they were just, yeah, two totally different factories. But, yeah, it was really good to compare. Mm. Stephen, you had something? Yeah, I just going to uh, mention that uh, even for those people who didn't visit their own factories, as part of the program, we started off visiting some great factories. And it was well, one of the highlights for me was just watching everyone walk into the very first factory on the first day and just stand there staring at all of those molds. <laughs> uh, they walked into, we walked into the, the workshop for fixing up molds which was larger which you know, the molds were larger than most people expected the work that had to go into them the polishing the pneumatics the, the fixer uh the, the fixtures that they used to put them into the machine and then walking through the machine seeing what plastic injection is like in the afternoon seeing how that can be taken to the umpteenth level where we we watched the plastic injection that created keyboards and created the base and put them together and and all of that uh, seeing quality control at factories. And this is something that everyone got to do uh, on our very first day before even going into the fair. So they knew 
what to talk about and what to expect when they're talking to factory owners. I think that experience is also really, really cool. Yes, definitely. Yep. That, that was why we did that is because, you know, if you went to Canton Fair by yourself and you'd never visited a factory before, that would be scary to me to go and just like, Hey, can I come visit your factory? I don't know what to look for when I walk in the door. I don't know what to expect. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know any of that. So we tried to do it with our participants so that they would feel confidence um, in asking for a factory visit. Um, does anyone else want to uh, talk about their experience uh, either visiting the factory with uh, the Canton Fair experience or visiting their own factory for the first time? Hey, Amy, I think you brought up a really good point, which is <clears throat> had I not gone with you guys and, you know, tried to visit my factories on my own without any knowledge, I'd probably show up and be like, all right, I'm here now. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> it's interesting to think about that and versus getting so much value out of the visit um yeah so the question was why should you visit your factory factory? yeah yeah um i visited a couple of my factories and yeah building a relationship that you'd had previously a pen pal relationship for multiple years and actually turning it into a real relationship is a game changer for my business and um, not only that innovating together negotiating the prices come down the products get better um, you can really see what's going on when you w- walk into a factory and see 40 people working on your products it is sort of like wow you know um, this little business i built out of my garage is actually employing a lot of people it's interesting to see that um, and i think that it really helps you you know visualize what the potential of your business can be as well um yeah and then also like you know hey they've been designing this product and it breaks every time at this certain critical moment you can actually step into the assembly line and see who's doing that and go correct them or design a plan of action to correct it there's no and when you think about it, <laughs> it it is your factory right you are the manufacturer <laughs> yeah. it, it is you you should be part of that process you shouldn't be completely hands off you should be in there and they expect you to be and they take you so much more seriously when you do um thank you kevin that's a really good point and i'm glad that you were able to get a lot of value from visiting your factories knowing um can any of our participants tell us what four areas of your factory you should visit when you go visit your factory Sonia? Quality control. <laughs> okay. Um, Quality control, someone said. Yeah. Okay. What else? Uh, the showroom. Showroom. Yep. The floor. Yeah. The factory floor. Factory floor. And, and the warehousing. And the warehousing. Were. Yes. Nailed it. Yes. You want to see the offices. Why? Because you want to see how are people treated? How organized is everything? You know, you, you want to see how, what's going on in the, in the office there. Uh, and then you want to see the warehouse again, their certifications, factory certifications come from whether or not they have good warehousing. And Oh, by the way, your products are going to be in that warehouse one day. <laughs> so you want to make sure that stuff is organized and it's looking good. You want to look at the factory floor because you want to see how well are things organized? How well are the operations going? And you want to look at quality control 
Why? Because if there's no quality control, what do you think is the, are the chances of your products turning out well? Uh, and we visited factories where there was no quality control <laughs> and it was kind of crazy. Yeah, I had one factory I visited in Ningbo. Uh, I said, yeah, and so what's your uh, quality control? And they just kind of looked at me with a blank stare and there was stuff everywhere. So it, it's definitely good to know uh, the process your products are going through. Did you want to add something else, Sonia? Um, I just wanted to say after visiting the two factories for my product that I visited, um, I just feel, and I chose a factory to work with, I just feel so much confidence going forward with that factory. And I know that we have built a good relationship. And even when we communicate now since coming back home, um, you can just see the rapport that we've built. And I just have a lot of trust in that factory. And I would never have known that if I was just communicating via email or WeChat. Um, so it's just basically building that rapport and that trust with the factory owners and knowing that you are going to have a long-term relationship and you're going to work together for both yeah. our businesses to run smoothly. You know, and what was interesting about your factory visits, Sonia, I had the, um, the opportunity to come with you on your factory visits. And what was interesting to me was I, you know, was at the fair with you and we went to, we had two suppliers that we kind of narrowed down that you had arranged factory visits with. And the one supplier I thought was going to be the best supplier for you based on their willingness to really like work out prices and everything else. And this other supplier you met on your own, I wasn't with you at the time, but I, I had a really good feeling about the supplier and we went and visited their factory and it was a mess. And uh, they did not walk around. The boss didn't walk around with us. It was kind of, we just, we ended up leaving early. Um, and so had you not gone and visited both suppliers um, or had you just gone off of, you know, it, this is why guys, good tip, make sure you have a few supplier options because it, just because a factory is really good at communicating in English doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a great factory or just because they're really great with, Pricing at the Canton Fair doesn't mean they're going to be the best factory for you. So make sure that you have a few options and that you go and visit several because um, it will really help you make your decision and establish your report. So thank you, Sonia, for bringing that up. Okay. Anybody else yeah. want to add? They're, Rachel? Yeah, they're really, um, I'm surprised that the um, vendors are all really willing to have you visit their factory. Um, we kind of sometimes have the perception, you know, they're called sweatshops and, you know, they're sort of all hidden and, you know, you know, nobody wants to see how their staff are treated and all that type of thing. But every supplier that I asked, you know, can I visit your factory, were really, really happy. And then they said we'd be happy to have you visit our factory. Um, so they're proud of what they've got. It's not a matter of um, being wanting to hide what they've got. They're actually quite happy to, to show you what they've got. And of course they take you out for a beautiful lunch, which is, which is lovely too. Um, and it's just a really pleasant, inclusive experience I found. Yeah. I wish I had more, really I wish point. I had my own factories to visit because it would have been good. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> yeah. And, and you'll know the importance of visiting them as well. So that's so awesome. Thank you for adding that, Rachel. Uh, Evelyn, did you want to add something or William? Uh, yeah, you know, just in our short time of being there, uh, we, we got to talk to one person, one guy at the fair and 
we wanted to visit his factory and after talking with him a little while and, and asking him about it, he was just way too busy to be bothered with anybody visiting his factory. And I thought, okay, well, you probably don't even have a factory. <laughs> it's a red so, flag. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so anyway, that little red, red flag, flag popped up everywhere. And, and, uh, and then the other one, this lady was, I mean, she was ready to set us up in hotels, get us transported down there, um, setting up dates. And she's the one that actually came up with the product that we talked to her about by the next day. She actually had a prototype for us, uh, which she had to email to us, but we got it anyway. So, you know, thank you. That goodness. is wonderful. That's when you know that a factory really wants to work with you. And that's why during your discussions, you should ask, can I visit your factory? Because their response is going to give you a really good clue. So yeah, our, I, friend, uh, our friend Dave, who uh, helps us out with the Canton Fair experience and has been going to the Canton Fair, well, at least. 22 years now because he went to the old location as well. Shared a story of someone who is a highly rated gold, whatever top level Alibaba seller that there is. And he has pictures of his factory. And in fact, he's been working out of his apartment for 10 plus years selling, uh, what are those? Phone Phone screen covers, yeah. Phone, phone screen covers. Phone screen protectors, yeah. He yeah, just fact, works I'll in let his Amy apartment. Tell, Amy, tell the story better than I do. <laughs> he just works in his apartment, and he's a guy of one. He just sources from all these factories, yet he's a 10-year gold supplier on Alibaba. <laughs> and so he was saying, you know, our, our other friend, uh, Clark, was saying, yeah, Clark. he's just, uh, he, he, he just literally works out of his apartment, and he sources these phone screens, yet he's a 10-year, you know, gold supplier on Alibaba. But anyway, so, you know, there's opportunities there on Alibaba, guys, if we learn anything. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.